0: Welcome to Tuesday's edition of Transformation Radio. She was driving last Friday on her way to Cincinnati on a snow white Christmas Eve. Going home to see her mama and her daddy with the baby in the back seat. Fifty miles to go when she was running low On faith and gasoline It'd been a long, hard year She had a lot on her mind And she didn't pay attention She was going away too fast Before she knew it She was spinning on a thin black sheet of glass. She saw both her lives flash before her eyes She didn't even have time to cry She was... Baby in the back seat, sleeping like a rock, and for the first time in a long time, she bowed her head to pray. She said, I'm sorry for the way I've been living my life. I know I've got to change, so from now
1: And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verses 8 through 23. The Apostle Paul writes against any philosophy of life based only on human ideas and experiences. Paul himself was a gifted philosopher, so he's not condemning philosophy, no. He's condemning teaching that credits humanity, not Christ, with being the answer to life's problems. That approach becomes a false religion. I mean, there are so many man made approaches to life's problems that totally disregard God. To resist heresy, you must use your mind, keep your eyes on Christ, and study God's Word. Jewish males we'll read about today were circumcised as a sign of the uh, Jews' covenant with God. Now, with the death of Christ, circumcision was no longer necessary. So now our commitment to God is written on our heart, not our body. Christ sets us free from our evil desires by a spiritual operation, not a bodily one. God removes the old nature and gives us a new nature. And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. October 6th, the New Testament, Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 through 23. Don't let anyone capture you, Colossians, with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and and from the spiritual powers of this world, rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature, For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God, who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins, and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us, and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, He disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by His victory over them on the cross. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink, or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come, and Christ Himself is that reality. Don't let anyone condemn you, by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels, saying they have had visions about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For He holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. You have died with Christ, and He has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world, such as, don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise, because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline. But they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. And now from the book of Psalms, Psalm 78, verses 1 through 31. The people of Israel rebelled and were not faithful to God. They forgot about the miracles God had done and put God to the test by making demands of Him. They lied to Him, tried to flatter Him, and continued to turn away from Him even after He did great works on their behalf. But God recorded these painful and shameful truths in His Word so that we today can avoid the same errors. Now, when David became king, the tribe of Judah gained prominence. Because of David's faith and obedience, God chose Jerusalem and Judah to be the place for the new temple and rejected Ephraim. Well, you might imagine this caused some tension between the two tribes. Well, this psalm may have been written because of that tension in order to demonstrate once again why God chose Judah. God works through those who are faithful to him. Psalm 78, verses 1 through 31, the Psalm of Asaph. O my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I am saying, for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past, stories we have heard and known, stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord about His power and His mighty wonders. For He issued His laws to Jacob. He gave His instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children, so the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born. And they in turn will teach their own children, so each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting His glorious miracles and obeying His commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, refusing to give their hearts to God. The warriors of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned their backs and fled on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by His instructions. They forgot what He had done, the great wonders He had shown them, the miracles He did for their ancestors on the plain of Zoan in the land of Egypt for he divided the sea and led them through, making the water stand up like walls. In the daytime he led them by a cloud, and all night by a pillar of fire. He split open the rocks in the wilderness to give them water, as from a gushing spring. He made streams pour from the rock, making the waters flow down like a river. Yet they kept on sinning against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They stubbornly tested God in their hearts, demanding the foods they craved. They even spoke against God Himself, saying, God can't give us food in the wilderness. Yes, He can strike a rock so water gushes out, but He can't give His people bread and meat. When the Lord heard them, He was furious. The fire of His wrath burned against Jacob. Yes, His anger rose against Israel, for they did not believe God or trust Him to care for them. BUT HE COMMANDED THE SKIES TO OPEN. HE OPENED THE DOORS OF HEAVEN. HE RAINED DOWN MANNA FOR THEM TO EAT. HE GAVE THEM BREAD FROM HEAVEN. THEY ate THE FOOD OF ANGELS. GOD GAVE THEM ALL THEY COULD HOLD. HE RELEASED THE EAST WIND IN THE HEAVENS, AND GUIDED THE SOUTH WIND BY HIS MIGHTY POWER. HE RAINED DOWN MEAT AS THICK AS DUST, BIRDS AS PLENTIFUL AS THE SAND ON THE SEASHORE. HE CAUSED THE BIRDS TO FALL WITHIN THEIR CAMP. And all around their tents the people ate their fill. He gave them what they craved. But before they satisfied their craving, while the meat was yet in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and He killed their strongest men. He struck down the finest of Israel's young men. Proverbs 24, verse 26 An honest answer is like a kiss of friendship.
2: then hearts begin believing Redemptions not be being...
3: Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Luke Gators, Um, transferring up to phase three today. Um, I just want to thank the Lord for everything that he's done for me thus far. uh, It's a small cap of my past. I grew up in the church. Um, My uncle's my pastor. Uh, Brothers and sisters are all pastors. Um, But I walked away from the calling of my life and indulged myself with recidivation and life of addiction. Substance and uh, throughout uh, the grace of God, He had called me back into His love. And I ended up finding the refuge. And uh, in the refuge, I had regained footage and a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, um, understanding what I was missing throughout all of my life. And that was a divine relationship with Him. And I'm just so grateful to be here. I thank the Lord for delivering me out of the power of darkness and translating me into the kingdom of his dear son that I might live the life that he's called for me to live and in this I'm truly grateful um, and I'm excited to see what the Lord has for me in this future so God bless you and may heaven smile upon you
4: Hey guys this is uh, Nick Bailey. Um, today I'm phasing up to phase two. Well when I came in um, I was broken. I was a complete mess. Um, since I've been here uh, my relationship with God has completely strengthened. Um, I feel way more confident today. Uh, you know I have that zeal for God. I find myself seeking God and, and relying on Him today. Um, I just encourage all my brothers, uh, everyone in first phase, to, to stick this thing out. and That it is so worth it. I love all my brothers. Uh, we have a really good house down there at the farm. Uh, shout out to my brother Miles, Ben, James. I love you guys. I love everybody at the house. Um, I'll be seeing you guys soon. I love you guys. Deep secret in the American citizen.
1: His pride in his community as an expression of all that his country stands for, individual independence, with respect for the rights of others, born of the concept that all men are free and equal.
2: Does it make me a stranger that my best friend was born? name is Tyler Sloan. I'm transferring from phase two to phase three today. Uh, I'd like to thank God and the Refuge for the transformation in my life, uh, the family restoration between me and my father. We actually have a building block that uh, the Refuge has helped me establish with him. I'd like to thank all the overseers. I've had my walk. Mike Brown, Jacob Ford, Philip Parker, Matt Warren, Dustin Sleeper, John Paul, Tony Sweeney, and Kevin McDowell. I would like to thank the pastors as well. Pastor Tom, Pastor Doug, Pastor Don, and Pastor Craig. Thank you. Forgetfulness, The chains of yesterday surround me. I yearn for peace and rest. I don't want to end up where you found me. And it echoes in my mind. Keeps me awake tonight. I know you've cast my sin as far as the east is from the west. And I stand before you now As as though I've never sinned But today I feel like I'm just one mistake away From you leaving me this way Jesus, can you show me just how far the east is from the west? Cause I can't bear to see the man I've been and up in me again in the arms of your mercy, I find rest. But you know just how far the east is from the west, from one scarred hand to the other. time and time again. Your truth is drowned out by the storm I'm in. Today I feel like I'm just one mistake away from you leaving me this way. Jesus, can you show me just how far
3: Good morning. I'd like to, this is Reggie Wade in second phase. I'd like to give a shout out to the guys at Lancaster as well in Columbus in third phase. I thank you for helping me stay attached to the vine and ministering the knowledge and, and wisdom that's needed to help me become a better disciple. Um, and, and just help me understand what's needed to, to be a brother. Uh, I once again like to thank everyone. Throughout the ministry, the pastors, the refuge, yourself, and uh, looking forward to doing this together. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to Transformation Radio.